0: The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited.
1: Yes, welcome to Edinburgh Football Podcast. Uh, Certainly autumn hit us, didn't it? What a wet and uh, dark mornings. Wet, it's it's proper football time now, isn't it? it? This is where the proper football starts. All these teams that start passing the ball about no problem and they get all these amazing victories until now it's the main. Now the football starts with the bogging pitches, horrendous weather. Now we see what the what the teams are made of. Gal, how are you? Oh, I'm trying to recover from that bogging and horrendous patter that you
0: started to show me this week. No, no. Uh, this is a proper football starts, telling you proper football nonsense. Uh, no, I think um, I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. What about yourself? How are you? Good how are you getting? All good here, Ross. How are you?
2: Choked with the cold, mate.
1: Uh, I feel you, mate. Had I don't it
2: for was, was not on the office on Monday, and I don't know if I've just picked up from there. Uh, oh, ideal. Yeah. No, I've had, for,
1: I've had it for a week, no good. Definitely something going round. Um, no, obviously, it's been going on for 18 months, but it's not that. But not even. Um, <laughs> Just a normal um, call. Right, it's uh, well, actually quite a good weekend last weekend. Five wins out of six, although a disappointing defeat, which we will get to in the Scottish Cup for Edinburgh Uni. But um, tonight's agenda, we're going to start with our Player of the Month nominees for September some debatable shouts in there, you'll soon hear. Um, and then we'll speak about uh, harch Hibbs, Ember City, and onto our lonely sides at the end. Yes, Player of the Month. Um, I think I've got one name, Ross has got one name, Callum's come up with two, which is, uh, as, as, as always, need someone to come up with two names. Um, I'll start with mine. September Player of the Month, a player who almost every week when you look at social media... Um, and you can hear, you, you see the, the, the updates from, from the team or you hear fan responses, is uh, Embraer City's goalkeeper, um, Shawaki. Plenty clean sheets, some phenomenal saves in there. Um, ha- has been a, a, a real front-runner in terms of the, you know Embraer City turning their form around because it's been a good month, a really good month in September for Embraer City. Um, league table looking so much better. So for me, Shawaki, City's number one clear of the month. Byers, who are you going to go for?
2: I'm going for a man that is set to take world football by the scruff of the neck. This man has came in and put his foot down and controlled, dominated Scottish football so far, um, and he will dominate this poll. I fully believe it. it is the Australian? Cammy. Martin Boyle. So, so who's he? Cammy Devlin. Oh, Possibly.
1: Right.
2: Oh. oh. I, I kid you not, there is a Ballon d'Or on its way to think, I thought, with his name. So he's played a hundred <laughs> minutes,
1: hundred minutes, but he's already uh... hundred minutes, and he's covered hundred miles. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Right. Callum and you and you've got two names, haven't you?
0: Well, because we always need four. And as the grown up of the podcast, I feel like I I get the responsibility of choosing the, the fourth name. So I'm gonna put forward uh, toss up but um, again I'm going to go with Martin
2: Boyle (laughs) it's a bit harsh girl (laughs) (laughs) you're right Martin Boyle isn't it (laughs) All right what a start we've had
0: no no, Martin Boyle of course uh, spring goals driving Hibs on right good start uh, great start to the season continuing it throughout September and uh, this is where it got, got a little bit tougher if I'm honest um, I don't know if I'm wanting to put someone in because I feel like they missed out in August and they should have been in there then. But now nah, I'm going to stick with uh, my guns and go with Young Ennis Lawson from Edinburgh Uni. He's pretty much the driving force in their attack. He's been very strong this month, and yeah, I think uh, in the game that I saw where the Edinburgh Uni, he was he was fantastic. So definitely Ennis Lawson in in, in a,
1: as our number four. There as our wild card pick, I think. Um, yeah, you know what I think. Um, certainly, the Ennis Lawson one again, probably because of Uni, uh, because of Uni, probably don't get the the publicity that they maybe deserve. But if you go along to watch Ember Uni, um, you know they've had three draws and defeat this month. But you just know how imperative he would performances for he he, he would have had over the course of the month to get Ember Uni. Um, those draws and you know, through in the cup, and uh, obviously, the Scottish Cup they, they got drawn in the replay, but um, no, can't argue with those. Uh, well, I was, I was surprised it. now. I picked Gillian's laddie, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's an in- inside joke. Not many people that's will get wild, that one. Yeah, <laughs> wild, <That's> wild, <laughs> <laughs> young Duffy. Okay, he's right. been superb. Yeah, I mean, other notable names, Cal. You've got, I suppose, you you were, you were tossing up between him and. Uh, Lawson and Duffy from, from civil service. So there's there's players in there that have had that have had good months, um, but they are the four names. So uh, Shwaki from Ember City, um Devlin from Hearts, Boyle from Hibs, and Ennis Lawson from Ember Uni. So get your popularity, play of the month, votes in. Um, because that's all it that really comes down to at the end of the day. <laughs> okay, then let's let's get to, into the to the heart of the show then. Let's start with oh hearts. Um Listen, I think we all predicted Hearts' victories last weekend at home. Livingston coming off the back of eh, Celtic at the weekend. Then was it Rangers in the cup? Was I have I got the other way around? No, no, that was right. Um, cup action, Old Firm, but bounce back. I'll get out there in the end. Um, it was a good time to play Livingston. Let's be honest. So good three points, Ross. Happy with that. It, it continues on. What a, what a start to the season. Yeah, uh,
2: I was there on Saturday, actually. Went, it was my first game in a good wee while. Uh, back to the theatre the of dreams. It was good to be back. And what a game I picked, by the way. Um, I would say comfortably, Hart's most dominant performance. I thought we played well against Sunday United back a um, couple of weeks ago away, but I would say that, that definitely, that was a, a great game for, um, I would say for neutrals actually as well, actually. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Livingston were they're poor they are a poor side take nothing away from Hat so I think the dominant performance that we put on it was second to none I think the, the great blend in there with the new players coming in um, shock with Suter not being there obviously not getting risked due to injury um, I thought he would have been a miss before the game but I, th- I think Moore at the back there was a very tall guy but we never really put a foot wrong there. I thought he was really good. Um, you've got the pitfield pairing of Player of the Month for, for um for this podcast and Cammy Devlin. Uh, and my other pick for the other month was Benny in the middle of the park. I thought they were absolutely superb. Barry McKay's properly hit form now, I think. I think Hearts are really starting to see the what he can offer this team um out yeah. wide. Um I think I think we're absolutely superb, but I don't think they really put a foot wrong. What I would say is my one criticism potentially would be, wee bit more prowess in attacking third. I thought they start. I think they were starting to almost try to walk it in till mm. up to the build up to Smith's goal, um, which was superb build up by the way. But I would say that that was my kind of criticism at the times. And then second half, it was almost quite like a. Lethargic display compared to the first, but I wasn't expecting the same intensity from the first half anyway. When you're when you're, when you're two up
1: against a team, <laughs> Livingston, you're probably, um, not probably offering too much. Probably they're, they're probably struggling off the back of two tough games. The game's always going to peter out, isn't it? Um, but yeah. maybe that's what you'd like to see Hearts you know, really go, go and make a proper statement. When I suppose, um, is it funny, Callum, that you know Ross, um, mentioning who's impressed them and then last year. How, how often we spoke on this podcast that Hearts weren't a championship side, that, that the squad would would finish, you know, whatever in the, in the Premiership. But yeah, every single player, I think, that Ross mentioned, bar maybe one, are new signings this season. And it just shows you how good Hearts recruitment has been. I think the people that impressed them, it was, you know, you mentioned Suter. And apart from that, it was new signings, everyone you mentioned there, Ross. So how yeah, good... Definitely. Has this recruitment been? And and, and and what's impressed me, Callum, is almost every single one that has been come in over the summer has hit the ground running, and that that's so so important.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to hand it to Joe Savage. I mean, what was it?
2: Is, is it I know it was Murray, but is it John Murray? by us? Is that the old boy, John Murray? Aye, jo- John Murray. Darren Murray was the boy that used to. I, he done that Spock soccer thing, but John Murray was there. The, John Murray like, was the Chief, chief scout. What? Um, Chief Scout, blah, blah, blah and,
0: um, <coughs> one am Levine responsible for your absolutely fantastic deals in Loic de for 19 years Mallory Martin for 27 you know, these these guys that are just coming in for a PD, etc and I think you've got Joe Savage who comes in um, and straight away he's hit the ground running the The players that Hearts have brought in like you say, really, really impressive you look at the start that Barry McKay's had guy that when he made his debut in the Derby, I thought he was really impressive considering he hadn't had much of a preseason, hadn't played in a while. Yeah. Uh, but him, like Barry McKay's come in. Uh, you look at the start that he's had compared to the start that Gary McKay-Steven had when he came in in January, you know, and I think there'll be several Hearts fans out there who'll look at the two of them and go, well, you know, Barry McKay's had a far better start. He's already um, got a couple of assists to his name. So, yeah, I think going forward, it's certainly... Impressive what Hearts have done. I think Beningame and Devlin in the middle park, we surmised last week that that would be a really good partnership. I think that we said that we wanted to see them on the podcast last week because they would complement each other. And, well, as it turns out, they did. Because that's, I mean, it it helps that Livingston, I I did think Hearts would would sort of blow them away, and, and they did. But I think that it's a good game for Hearts to get used to the system and the the personnel playing because it's, it's, a, it's an easy game to get in. You don't want to start, you know, Camden Devils first start, you know, Rangers away, something like that. It could be an entirely different game. So mm. to see the pair of them there in the middle of the park, get an understanding for each other against an opposition like Livingston, then they can really kick on and, well, I think because this weekend, I, I know we'll talk more about the game, but this weekend it's it's a sterner test for Hearts, but they are still at home, and I would still think that they would have more than enough to to carry on their unbeaten run.
1: There's real positivity um, at Time Castle uh, at the moment. You know, you can see that. You can see a bit of connection again between Hearts uh, players and and supporters. Um, what happens, Ross? I mean, what happens when Hearts get their first defeat? Do you think Nielsen has? I'm not. I know. I don't think it will come this weekend. But you know, Hearts are going to lose a game at some point in this season. So, are you concerned? Mm, you know, the feel good. I don't factor, think it'll come this season. <laughs> the feel good factor that Hearts have right now. Are you worried that the Boo Boys are only just kind of? away at the moment because Nielsen you know last season when, when he signed again he, he wasn't the most loved I think a lot of people call him for his for his head let, let, let's be honest but you know hearts are being hearts board have been proved correct in keeping him in place because he's done a, a phenomenal job so far but it does worry me you know if one defeat happens but what do you think Nielsen has to do is it as long as he's still trying to be a bit more expansive and and, and not just constantly hold on and 1-0s and things if they do lose um, will that be enough for him to, to keep fans on side? I, I would think with the start of the season, I think
2: with the feeling that I got around Tyne Castle and from the reactions that I saw on social media afterwards, we suggest that there, that feel-good factor is 110% back at Tyne Castle. And mm-hmm. I think of some of the people that I've seen that were quite vocal in calling for Nielsen. <clears throat> I'll be honest, I, I didn't think he should have been in the job at one point either, but... Um, but nobody can look at the start of this season and say he should still be in charge of this team. I think the way he's got in, I think the we've already touched on it, the relationship with Joe Savage. The, the connection that those two have made in terms of bringing players into this football team and kind of stamping authority in is, is something that you probably would have missed out there because they've been building yeah. on this for a while now. And I think it's... I can't see Hart's getting that reception if they do lose any time soon. I think that reaction will come if it's a pitiful performance. And mm. if it, if it is a case of toys chucked at the pram and they're just giving up, um, if it's a big game, say it's Hibs, Celtic, Rangers or something like that, they've shown that they're kind of stepping up. They've got the win against what well, well, I'm beating against two of those sides already. We've got the Rangers game coming up. That'll be the interesting one for me, I think, just because yeah. it's the that's the real first test. Albeit we are playing, what, fourth place on Saturday. So that'll be their test as well for us. But we'll see. We'll see what comes with it. But yeah. Yeah. I, I can't see anyone slating them so far.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, I, I, I firmly think the best signing hearts have made uh, in recent in recent times has been just a proper sporting director or someone doing that, that kind of job. Um, I think, if I'm honest, You can get me if I'm wrong, but I think Hearts, as a... I mean, I know I'm not wrong. Hearts were playing catch-up when it comes to a kind of modern football setup. I think, if if, if we're honest, I think Hearts didn't have the infrastructure in place. Um, It looks like they're starting to do that. And I think Joe Savage, so far, recruitment-wise, has been a a massive, massive hit. And if it continues in this fashion, then (laughs) Hearts could be on to to a good one. Um, Cam, let's look at this weekend. It's Motherwell. Uh, seen them already against Hibs. Um, if you told me, if, you, if I'm honest, if you told me they'd be sitting fourth uh, a point off Hibs and Hearts seven games in, only two points off Rangers, I would have been like, nah, you're having a laugh. But um, they are. They've got a decent run. You know, they've, 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 like I say, only a point behind Hibs and Hearts. So it's a bit a tough game for, for Hearts, but I still think Harts will come
0: through Yeah, I think you've got to look at Motherwell, they went to Ibrox and they certainly frustrated Rangers, but they went to go behind, they regrouped they got back into the game and came away with a deserved equaliser, so I think that mm. they are, that certainly will look to frustrate Hearts initially I think um, they'll let Hearts have the majority of the ball, which in, you know, last season or even at the beginning of this season would have been a cause for concern. But I think with the players that Hearts now have in place, that having a lot of the ball is actually going to be okay for Hearts. I think that they can use it quite well now. So I think it's going to be a frustrating game at times, probably. But if Hearts can get in front early, then that will certainly upset Motherwell's game plan. But I think that Hearts should have enough... To, to go to that hearts, should have enough to beat Motherwell, but they need to keep an eye on Tony Watt. I think he's got four goals uh, this season. Probably he'll be thinking, should have been called up to the Scotland squads. But I think, yeah, Motherwell are a solid outfit. But I'd be surprised if hearts don't come away with three points and go top of the league. Actually, um, I
1: think the yeah. I think the uh, I think that front three. To be honest the whole front theater ones to, to watch And there's i think motherwell that kind of team there's always been those sides in the past where you think you know defensively they're they're okay midfield is all right but when they've got firepower and i think when you when you're able to find just two or three players that can chip in with with goals um it makes such a difference in in, in, in the scottish premiership and i think right now you know Woolery, van veen uh, and tony watt there are three players that are playing well right now i think for me ross I think Hearts need to, if they do score, you've seen it, they they, they don't mother well, went with the game plan, they stuck at it at, at Ibrox, they went one nil down, they didn't cave in, they kept going, and, and they come away with a deserved point. Um, I think they've got a, that little bit of resilience in their score, and I think Alexander's built that. So I think if Hearts do get an early goal, I think it's important that they kick on and they get another, like they did against Livingston. So I don't I don't know if 1-0 would be enough. This is a team that haven't lost since the first game of the season. It was against Hibs. So it's a team with a lot of confidence like Harts.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think um I saw highlights from their game against Ross County at the weekend there. I think the boy's Slattery, I think it was. Got his mm. first goal for them. Uh, it was a good goal, but you've got as you can't have said there, Tony Watts coming out the form there. He's coming against one of his old teams. Mm. Maybe he's got maybe got something potentially to prove to Harts. I don't know there. But um yeah, I think he's one of the ones we've got to keep quiet. But I would say having a look at what that team is, I think you'll have Suter potentially back in that squad anyway for for Saturday. All that's going to do is strengthen us again. So I, I think I'd be confident us going against a team like Motherwell at the moment. I think it's a chance for us to quiet them up because they, they are hot behind our heels, both our teams' heels at the back there on a chase for, I think at the moment it's looking like second, second place. So, um, yeah, We'll see. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm I'm confident for a win this weekend.
1: Just yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually just, I'm actually just looking through you know some Motherwell stats as we're talking there. Um, <laughs> and I've been going through. I've still yet to see Motherwell have more percent percentage of the ball in any of the games this season so far. I've now got as far back right. as as, uh, as yeah, and I don't think had more than Hibs in opening day because Hibs won the game. So. Motherwell have not had a single game this season that I can see where they've had more of the ball. So this will suit, this will suit them going to Tyncastle. They'll let Hearts have the ball. They'll probably sit deep and, and look to hit with those three players. It's a typical game that we mentioned that this will be the game where Hearts will struggle. However, the, the the with the recruitment, Callum, you've got to think Hearts have got a firepower now at the top end of the pitch to maybe create create enough chances to win the game.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I think I think Hearts will come away with three points and go top of the league um, on Saturday. However, briefly, we'll see on Sunday. Yeah, okay. I think I like, it'll be three points for Hearts and uh, the unbeaten run and the feel good factor will continue.
1: Okay. Okay, let's go over to the other side of the, over the si- other side of the city then with Hibbs and a a good week, a really good week. It was a it was a massive two games for for Hibbs Callum. If we go back to uh, Thursday night. It just seemed strange having a, a League Cup game on a Thursday night. Very rare you get you get them but uh, TV TV calls. Um, I think there's no doubt. I mean, I I know when you listen to a lot of pundits speaking about if that Peter Pollock goal was given, I know he's he's, he's miles on side. Um, but nobody watching that game can they're all ifs and buts, aren't they? That oh, if Dundee United got that goal, what might have happened? The fact of the matter is, there's no doubt Hibs thoroughly deserved to be now in the semi-final as of this League Cup. Yeah, I mean,
0: look, a lot of people saying, oh, the penalty on the stroke at half-time. Uh, you know, um, if Hibs were 2-0 up going in at half-time, then let's be honest, they would have come out and gone and set some more goals. The, the team talk would have been different. The the game plan would have been different. So I think that look, Dundee United had a few spells, which... Maybe it lasted about five minutes, but I can't, I can't recall too many saves that Matt Macy had to make. And Hibbs, even after, you know, the Peter Pollock goal uh, was ruled out, Hibbs still had... Uh, because the, the whistle not go, so Macy stopped. You know, I, th- I think that there, there was different factors getting in there. I think that you look at it, Hibbs still had chances going forward, could have put the game to bed. Boyle especially missed uh, one that he should have done a lot better with. So... For me, I, th- I think that Stevie Craigan were like had a hard on for Hibs to lose the game, but I think realistically, Hibs deserved to win. Great, great reward to to look forward to after winning, and you know, after after Thursday, another tough game against the resident bogey team, and did enough to to win that game. Mm.
1: Yeah, good good week for good week for for Hibs Ross. Um, I mean, a lot of questions. People still question Jack Ross, but a week where you know a, a bit of, able to silence critics a little bit. A bit of a bogey team St Johnston then a bit of a St Johnston to St Johnston. If that makes sense, a kind of a, a one nil when not not in a pretty game, but a good week for for Jack Ross as well. And and some of his comments after the game that no one sees what goes on behind closed doors. A lot of players unable to train. Like Martin Boyle's not trained at all this week. All these things. So a really, really top week for for his. Aye,
2: aye, aye. What a comment on you. No one sees what happens behind closed doors. That's paying these referees off for these decisions. Because <laughs> St Johnston was never a penalty in a month of Sundays. But I can't comment on the Dundee United game because I wasn't watching it. I was at the cinema watching Nebsworth. The Oasis film.
1: I think the one, yeah, I think to be fair, that the Dundee United one, you give the referee a big decision to make when you're tackling from behind in the box. I, I think when, when you see it from the TV angle, uh, at first I thought Stonewaller. It, it looks an absolute Stonewaller from the TV camera angle yeah. because McGinn gets in front of Reynolds Reynolds kicks. It looks like kicks out and, and and takes McGinn. You watch it from behind the goals. There is a there is there is contact on the on the ball, but it's one of them again. I mean, if that's middle of the park, could a free kick be given? Probably, probably. <laughs> so it's it, I think Reynolds um, gave the referee a a big a big decision to make, and I think Willie Collum was looking at his linesman, the linesman didn't really give a much uh, heads-up, so I think he, he felt that the thing was to give a to give the decision. The St Johnston one, nah, it's, 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 you're raging if that's given against let, you, let, let's be honest, because I don't think, uh, is it McCart Is it McCart Or is it Gordon? Aye, because McCart, McCart was the one that, he's the one that um, sarcastically
2: applauded at the end.
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah. But that's,
2: uh, that's a retaliation yeah. to that, I think. I as mean, well.
1: has it hit his arm? Yes, but there's, he, he can't. He's it, also he a yard away, and
2: it's inside his body, so he's yeah. not making himself any bigger.
1: Yeah. So I think Hibs Hibs were lucky, but Calm you when you were at the game, um, Hibs, Hibs do more, create more chances to to, to to deserve the win.
0: Well, I mean, did more. Like right? again, I, I at the game, I didn't think it was a penalty, and then when I watched the sports team later, in the night, I, I, it was quite clear that it was never a penalty, but. I would, I would have liked to have seen. You know, I, I, I personally thought that Kevin Nisbet going down in the first half—that was a, that was a penalty. Um, I think that St Johnston weren't their usual self. I don't know. There wasn't the the usual sort of chances that they created at Easter Road. I think Kibbs just about did enough to take the three points. And realistically, I knew that it wasn't going to be pretty, but. It's it's a massive game. What well, Hibs' first win over St Johnston in uh, sorry Easter Road since two thousand and
2: twelve.
0: It's you know that's, I can believe that's that. That's may not. It's, it's it's honestly unbelievable. And I think the amount of times that St Johnston have scored like a late goal to win it or rescue a draw yeah. ridiculous. So if if Hibs get a little bit of luck in the situation, because I mean. These things they tend to even themselves out at the end of the season. I've seen St Johnston get some horrendous decisions against Hibs, uh, so you know you take it. Hundred percent can understand why every St Johnston fan was raging uh, because that would be if it if it was on the other foot. Uh, but yeah. I think one of one of the best moments from Saturday, sorry Sunday's game was there was a wee laddie, Brian Kerr, at half time. Five year olds uh, got a oh, rare. And it was one of like honestly like when the, the announcer was doing his like backstory, I was like Jesus, um, you know he's 19, nineteen hours old when he had his first surgery um, for his heart, and then he did a wee lap on off in the park, and um, just a heartwarming moment in Scottish football where all fans applauded. You know, Johnson fans were brilliant, they even even like handed him money donating to his cause. I thought it was a well, it was a lovely moment, and I think like. Sometimes our podcast doesn't focus on those
1: lovely moments, so I thought I'd highlight it. Um, this evening, yeah, I heard I heard about that, and it, it, it did sound quite a quite a sight to see. Actually, when I heard that St Johnston, like you say, Calm St Johnston fans donating money from the from the stand from the stand was it? That That's it. What I'm guessing? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah, I think Scottish, Scottish World doesn't get enough credit for. Um, the supporters and I think you know. Ah, quite enough, that, I don't bad think stuff, enough
2: bad stuff that gets called out. It's not the good stuff all the yeah, time. So Yeah,
1: exactly. Good time I think, more stuff coming out. Yeah, I think it's. I think you're right, Calm to, to 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 mention um, when we do see the, the good things because they are often there. Um yeah, good, good to the farmers. Week. Yeah, good week. Good week for for Hibs, Um and like Jack Ross says, you don't see the fact that Martin Burr hasn't trained all week and um and this that and the other. So. It's good. Oh, really? It turns it, 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 up in it, it, pain at least. Yeah, good week. Good week. Um,
2: Scott Allen. By the week, two sats. That's well, That was Hibbs' first win against St Johnson in the league since 2012. Is That Easter Road, yes. Yes, Easter Road. Yeah. yeah. That was first what? time Hearts had beat Livingston in 15 years in the top flight as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Because it was, uh, mind uh, you, we'd only played about six times. Mind you, but yeah. still, there's records are getting broke. Still. The uh, the Hearts one, I was like
0: when I first heard it, it was like 15 years. I was like, surely Hearts beat them in the championship season. I was like, surely surely, Livy were definitely in the championship at the same time, but um, I didn't read the words top flight. So, yeah. uh, (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, okay. But, uh, Calum, before we go there, um, Scott Allen comes back and playing kind of off the left, but proving that, he, that there was minutes there and proving why Hibbs were, were right to keep him and not chuck him away to St Mirren on the on the on the last day of the transfer window. Um what a difference he has has made and proves how how important he is to, to this football club. honestly Scott Allen
0: just sees things that no one else does. That I know, I mean, that that assist last week for Paul and yeah, no one's looking to do that. Even trying to chip Sander Clark, no one in the ground thinks that that's what he's going to do. He's just got his football and brain is so far beyond, I think, um, a lot of people in Scottish football. But he's, he's phenomenal. I'll never not take an opportunity to wax lyrical about how good Scott Allen is. So yeah. I think that. Why was fact, it in Venice last year then? See,
1: to but see, be but honest. Yeah. Your guess is right. Yeah, because I think
2: the, the only thing was gets was... getting
0: played instead of him. Um Well, I well Jackson Arden as well. You know it was odd. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know I I don't know, but look, Scott Allen is arguably the best football player at Easter Road, and he needs to play. And if he's fit, you're
2: going to say Edinburgh. There. I was going to say absolutely not. Can not do everything? But. No, I, I get what you mean though. No, I would I would comfortably agree that Scott Allen is Hibs' best player. Yeah,
1: I think mile. there's no doubt. I think if if Scott maybe had made better career decisions along the line, but if Scott was a genuine athlete in terms of maybe a, if he was to add a bit more pace to his game um, and those type of things, that he would he would be he'd be a top player down south, and I don't think anybody could, I don't think you can deny that. but like you see, Calum's vision, his touch, his creativity, <laughs> ability in the ball, if he was just to add that kind of physicality side to his game, um, I think he could have really been a, a big hit, uh, big, massive hit down south. I, I believe that. But um, oh, thankfully... Definitely. This there's, doesn't there's credit,
2: credit for Scotland as well, considering the health that he's had. The health scares yeah. he's had with diabetes, with the heart scare and stuff so like that. The fact that he keep keeps bouncing back and still performing at a decent level, it's credit to him as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, delighted to see him back and and being and being effective as well. So 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 important. Um. Okay. So Hibbs, <laughs> um, biggest test, biggest test so far this weekend. Um, Rangers at Ibrox, top of the table clash, I suppose. It's going to be tough, but you know Rangers, they aren't performing um, as they done last year. I think if you're going to play any of the old firm, you play them after a European game. They're in Europe on Thursday. They are just doing enough at the moment. Hibs haven't had a rough schedule, have had a week to prepare for this game. It's a good, good a time as any to go through iBots, Cal.
0: I think absolutely spot on. Um, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking... I'll mention the fact that Rangers are in European duty; they're they're away as well. Uh, I know. I think it's I think it's Prague. Um, yeah. So I know it's not the worst trip, but it's still hard on the legs, and it'll be a tough game, Sparta uh, Prague, because they were pretty much shown a lesson by um, Slavia last last uh, season. So I think it'll be a tough game for Rangers on Thursday night. But and
2: sp- Sparta hammered Celtic. Yeah. Last time we played them, so it's not going to be an easy
0: game for them. Home and away last last year, mm. so definitely going to be um, a game where Rangers can't afford to, especially if they want to go through in Europe, they can't afford to rest players. So they are going to have to play a full strength team. They're going to have to go strong and look. You've you've hit the nail on the head. They've not been as impervious as they were last season. You know they were, you know, swept aside all comers. But I think if you ask any Rangers fan who gave them the hardest games last year, they'll sit there and say hips. So mm. Jack Ross needs to, I think, have a go this weekend. I think missing Doidge is massive. And also, I think Kevin Nisbet, well, he, if I'm honest, I think he's low on confidence. He's That's basically the exact same thing, Kelly. Right. He's, yeah. he's dead from the goal just now, and honestly, any like if it comes off his backside from someone else's shot, then I think he'd take it because it think just what, he, what he needs. I think that's what he needs. Oh, definitely. Um, so I think, but here, yeah, what game to go in? Hopefully, this week whole week, Jamie Murphy might make a make a return, but I think Hibs, Hibs have to go there and believe that they can take a result first and foremost. And I know that's a wee bit, but they they really need to think that. Look, we can we can cause Rangers problems and yeah I think I think Hibs have a, an
1: outside chance of doing something this weekend Yeah, yeah. What do you think Ross just to, to wrap it up there
2: I, I think it'll be tight, um, I do agree I think Hibs should go, they, they've got the confidence that I'm beating this season um, Rangers have never been I would say anywhere near the performances from last year, from what I've heard from a couple of Rangers fans that I know they've been pretty lacklustre in a lot of their games and yeah. um, the worrying thing perhaps though is there's no fans in the ground for for that kind of noise for years it's another game where Rangers are not allowing away fans in the ground which is beyond belief but saying that I I don't know if that might have an influence on the players so it'll be a tough game but I think it will be tight
1: yeah 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 but there's still like you say Cal but well obviously Rangers have still got top top quality players that you're you're almost waiting for them to turn it on aren't you but it's just not quite uh not quite happened yet but hibs have to take advantage of that you know a trip away from home yeah i think hibs have to go for it i'd probably go 352 or a 3 kind of No, yeah sort of 352 and then um, hit on the counter with the pace that we've got on the side um yeah great game actually really looking looking forward to it and could be a, a huge a huge result if hibs come back on the m 8 with with something from the game um, okay, right on to uh, on to Edinburgh City, and what a win! What a win! Uh, not many predicted it. One of us did. Uh, the, the, the city would go down there and and uh, and pick up three points, and it a little gap forming from then. You know, we were, we were worried. You know, a couple of games in, maybe it was a bit. Maybe we were a bit too uh, a bit too hasty when it came to to being a bit worried about where Embers City would be this season. But you know, results weren't great. A couple of games in. But now they've opened up a, an eight-point gap over those at, at the bottom. Um, what a win for them, uh, Ross. You know, you predicted it. So I don't know if you maybe heard it. You listened to the podcast and seen that had, had actually had dropped a couple of couple of their defeats had been at home. And, and then City go down there and pick up the win. But phenomenal three points for, for Edinburgh City and continues this great run they're on. Aye, definitely.
2: I, th- I think <clears throat> I'll always have confidence in and- City against these wee provincial teams when they come against them. So um, I'm glad they got the result. Three points, three goals. Just unfortunate to concede, concede against them. Uh, clean sheet would have been a nice touch as well, but that would cost you. Think, uh, you.
0: were that would have cost you your
2: correct score if they kept the clean sheet. I know, but I thought actually I'd three 0 as well, mate. <laughs> the arrogance
1: of the an- the arrogance of Embrace City. Uh, followers now, you know the, the 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 second newest team in in the uh, in the league. You know, third newest team in the in the professional leagues, and we're now just playing uh, these Diddy teams that have been, <laughs> been in there <laughs> for, for so long. Um, but there we
0: are. Um, oh wait, Annan, Annan. Well, they know like 2000, 2002 when they got out. Ah, uh, something uh, like that. Just yeah. just ahead of City, aye. I mean, I'm not, like, they're, no,
2: they're not, like, an East Fife or, you know, like, a Queens no. partner. No, like, yeah. they're a Diddy Provincial squad. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, not going to
0: as buyers, but, you
2: know, I, I don't think anyone normally does. No. They've got okay. mere fans in Hamel and Akees, that's the thing.
1: Um, no, yeah, massive three points, Cal. A, a team, you know, we know, you know, City had their struggles away down at Annen before, not always been an easy game down there. They have picked up great wins there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know i have always difficult place to go but to win in such style um, that's pleasing and for me goals for John Robertson goals for Uzi, Uzi C um, very important to get those guys scoring.
0: yeah well I mean what was it Uzi got his first of the season a couple of weeks yeah. ago we've said on this podcast before that he's a guy that once he gets one he, he tends to go on a bit of a run and yeah. You know, um he's two in his last three games, it's the sort of form that you're you're looking for from him. And I think that you're, you're spot on John Robertson getting his first goal. It's it's massive um for the club going forward that you know, if you're gonna win games, etc., you need your strikers scoring goals. Let's let's yeah. be honest. Uh, yeah. and I think that look, I didn't I didn't see that result coming. Uh but what what a result. Uh yeah. great, great three points.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's interesting me. It really is because you know, City. Let's be honest. I don't think I've hit the heights. That I think they can, and but yet they're you know they're 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 pretty much on route to to being a, a real playoff side this year. So it's it's just. That interesting should be their team. minimum target where where, where
2: where this team could be. That should be their minimum target. They should be pushing to get there all, every year. Start the season. <laughs> Friend, or say so. I mean, I'll, I'll just take over the now now.
0: Um, the start of the season wasn't brilliant. I think, well, three defeats in a uh, well the away form was shocking. They were solid at home, and I think that you know there was there was worry there. I think that mainly
2: Tradition because... Period.
0: when you're when you were listening to supporters, they are saying that the the club just sorry the performances weren't brilliant, you know, they were picking up points but it was, you know, more down to the fact that um Chiwaki and the goals was pulling off save after save and they'd taken one of their chances, you know, when I saw them against and Albion two weeks ago, I'm sitting there going I mean, I think there are three three chances, they've, they've taken two of them, you know a fantastic ruthlessness, but I didn't see the Edinburgh City of Old where I was confident that like at their swashbuckling best, they take teams apart, etc. So, I think that where they are now and the run that they've been on the last five games is is phenomenal.
1: Right this weekend, it's uh, it's Cowden beef, bottom of the league. beef. a team I didn't did not expect them. The recruitment I thought they made over the summer was decent. Um, you know, I look at you know some of the players. I think was it was it the striker we mentioned, Callum? His, his name was just totally. Um, oh. I don't know why I shouted that, um, Liam Buchanan Yeah, Buchanan and I think they, they, they've made some good acquisitions but they're uh, they're kind of struggling you know, five points from their first eight games this is the last of the of the first quarter so we will be a quarter of the way through the season after this um, City, Cowden is the last game, or Cowden-Beath City's last game, out of that, they've played everyone else um, you've kind of got a fancy City's chances here you know, Cowden only won one game this season. Um five points. City know that Kelty are playing Annan this weekend, so someone's dropping points there. <laughs> a win here, and they're right on the right within the within the playoffs here, Cal. This is a a huge game. Yeah,
0: I think um Friday night it's been kind to them. It's a must win game put put that way, you know, playing bottom of the league with the fact that Kelty are playing, and then you can really take advantage of one of them slipping up. So yeah, must win.
1: Home on a It's Yeah, home on oh. Friday night again. And, and very cold done, it, like, say, like you say, Cam, great point. They've been very, very good. Um very good on on these uh these Friday nights. Okay, on to our um on to our lone league sides. I'm, I'm gonna start uh going to start Spartans here who bounced back from a from a tough tough run and that was a that was a big three points for for Spartans last week really ground out i think uh were comfortable in the game but concede late on and, and and just to get over the line that's all that matter did not matter what the score was just getting over the line with three points um knowing some interesting results around them rangers losing um, East Cobride, East Cobride losing, Rangers losing. The league table still looks very nice for uh, for Spartans. That was a huge three points for them, Callum.
0: Yeah, massive. I was delighted that they were in a goal late on because I had two one on the predictor. So, <laughs> um, I think that yeah, you're absolutely spot on. It was a uh, because the form over the last few weeks hasn't been brilliant and. Especially losing that late goal to Gala in the Scottish Cup. I can imagine that after Berwick pulled one back, there was maybe a little bit of nerves going yeah. about the part that could Berwick get another. So the fact that they've seen the game out is massive. It's good that uh, Boy Russell gets on the score sheet, first, first goal for the club, and obviously Blair Henderson in amongst the goals. So look... All around a good week for Spartans but it was pivotal and I think when you look back at the end of the season it will be that sort of the results that they've picked up when they've not been playing well that will be more pivotal than the ones where you know we'd expect them to win so I think it's it's a good it's a very good three points.
1: Yeah yeah I think so I think so and it keeps them like I say really in a nice touch and distance you know keeps them only what four points behind Bonreg, of course that'll play them twice and um, but it just keeps them right in the hunt. East Colbride, I think that's then. I don't think that's then done in, in terms of a a, a title a challenge. You know, even if they win their two games in hand, they're I think as quickly as my mass, maybe eight eight nine points behind the uh, behind Bonnerig, roughly um, seven eight points. So yeah, huge huge three points. Like you say, Russell getting his first goal, a, a new player coming in. Um, and Blair Henderson back amongst the goals as well, Ross. Pretty much everything that Callum said is that just so important to get uh, a vital three points there. I
2: definitely. As you said there as well. I think they kind of hit a wee lull at one point, but
1: mm.
2: I'm hoping that that's them back on the upward curve now. So we'll see. We'll see what comes with it. Um, mm. And just a heads up that um, East Kilbride, if I am right, they are fourteen off Bonnyrigg.
1: Yeah. Fourteen just now, two games in hand. Um, yeah. But like you see, there's no, there's no guarantee that East Coast Bride win those two games in hand either. The way that they're playing this season, um, a big game. Well, uh, you know, again this weekend with they should be winning because around the corner they have got a, a tough little amount of fixtures actually Spartans uh, around the, around the corner. So I think this weekend it's Gretna. Um, you know, we've seen them. You know, Civil um, beat them at the weekend, narrowly. Uh, Uni absolutely hammered them <laughs> a few weeks ago um, you know, I, I think that there's no doubt pretty short and sweet there's no doubt Spartans should be picking up uh, three points this weekend Cal should. this should be a this should be a win on the road but it's got, it's got to be a win
0: It has to especially look, um, with the position that Spartans have put themselves in so far this season they've you know sitting fourth just now on a great run but because they've Dropped points at home against uh, what was it, uh, Cali Braves in East Stirling? They need to make sure that they don't drop points at your Gretna's or your Bale Levens, for example. So they have to go down there, pick up three points, doesn't matter how pretty it is, but they need to ensure that they're on the b- road back up with three points.
1: Yeah, yeah, Gretna, a young side, um, seen them on, on the telly there against Berwick uh, last Monday in the Scottish, and they are, are very, very young very young side that they put together but a lot of players I think are being brought in from the like the Queen of the South or former Queen of the South and things so uh, when you play young sides you don't want to give them confidence you don't want to let them go a goal ahead to, to kind of get a foot a foothold in the game go down there get an early goal and um, you know be dominant and get back up the road to a, with a three points and you could look ahead to two two tough games around around the corner but it gives you that confidence there get a few goals as well and um, I'd like to see a few players maybe get a more than just one goal, get a, a, couple, of, a couple of braces and things and, and get up the road with a good three points. OK, on to Civil then. And, uh, yeah, we, we spoke about it. It was a, a narrow uh, victory. I wasn't enjoying the fact there was limited uh, Twitter updates from the game. It always makes you a little bit nervous when you only see a, a half-time and you don't see anything more until, until full-time. But they got the job done. I've no idea how the scoring even went in the game. I don't know if Civil went 2-0 up, but it went 1-1. I've kind of got no idea because I've not really seen anything at all. But um, all it does matter is they've got one more goal, another team, and they picked up three points. And it just cements a, such a fantastic start to the season. You know, 27 points in 13 games after the start they've had. Ross, so, so impressive. This young civil side just keeps uh, keep surprising us. I, I, I know, it's, I know it's, it's easy just to say, you know, oh, civil should be just be seeing Gretna aside, but civil are such a young side this season. So any win is a good win for me.
2: Right, definitely. I think really see. I think that's one thing that's been good is bringing the youth players in to the squads mm. um, on loans and developments. And I think they're they're a great side for that development of young players coming in. Um, so I think it's, once again, they're kind of showing credit to that. And hats off to to Jarden for giving them the chance to prove themselves in this league as well.
1: They're doing it's
0: their um, yeah, look, I predicted a, a big score line, but I think the most important thing at the end of the day was the three points. So, you know, despite the, the, the Spartans uh, in the Derby, they're sitting there they're ahead of them uh, in the league. So I think it's massive that they keep going. They've, you're right. I mean, aye, it's a young team, but it's a very, very exciting young team that they've got really good players. and uh, But I think, you know, sort of, um, the unsung hero almost, uh, Big Alou, who's really popping up with a lot of goals. We've seen a number of times over the years where there's been chances, and you're just like, Oh, Alou, how have you missed that one? And it's been ugh, like, but I think you look at him this season, the goals that he's had, he's really stepped up in the middle of the park in the forward areas as being that sort of um. Almost like a team leader, really. I think he's been phenomenal um, doing doing that work. And I think Gary's got a really good team there. I've I've seen them a few times. Last time I saw them was at Newton Grange, and you know they were they were four four nil going on, you know eight. So I think what you're saying is, is spot on, Andrew. They're not going to be a top form every week. They're going to have games where they might be a little bit, and they just need to get over the line. And you know you prefer to have those sort of performances saved for the games against your Betmars, etc., because, you know, they'll get over the line there and they did that. And Yeah, I think they were in a fantastic position.
1: I think, I think you make a great point about Alou. You know, I, I think Alou has been around, uh, around the Edinburgh football for, for, for quite a while, actually. I remember he came in at Edinburgh City, oh, I couldn't even put a, a year on it, maybe 2013, roughly, maybe 2012, 2013, and he came in on trial and the improvement from, from then until now um, has been quite, quite, uh, quite incredible, to be honest. The improvement from then, from seeing him uh, back then, he had so much potential back then, you know, so tall and, and, and a, great, a great touch. But um, I, I think you're, you're bang on there, Calm. the leadership qualities that he's shown now in that, in that civil dressing room. He's, he's a great guy, great guy to have around. Um, but performances on the park is what, is what count, and uh, he has he's been really impressive this 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 season, and I hope it can, continues because we've seen him have some uh, some <laughs> unbelievable pieces of play, but then he'll miss from a yard out. So hopefully those days are behind him, um, and he can keep doing keep doing what he's doing this season because um, it's great to see him in top form and, and being a real uh, being a real leader on the park, and I think you know Gary's. Probably really happy that, that he is turning to that figure because civil do need experience. They do need, uh, you know, leaders in there with the young side they have. And it's good to see Lou kind of stepping up, uh, stepping up in that fashion. So good to see. Um, tough game for them this weekend. Boness Friday night. I think Boness will be rocked by losing um, their talisman. Uh, picked up a really bad uh, injury in the Scottish Cup. And their top goal scorer so we wish him
0: a, a, a speedy recovery Wish him all the best and hope he recovers but I think Civil have got to take advantage of the fact the situation that Bures find themselves in so um, I don't know it, it could go one of two ways for Bures they could sit there and be oh let's rally and you know really come together sort of um, and push on or they could, they could crumble a little bit um, so, so we'll see. But I think that's a game that civil the position they put themselves in, they really need to be taking points from.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Bournemouth haven't had a great start. Um, I think it's fourteen games played, seventeen points uh, roughly. I think off the top of the head. Um, so, not a fantastic start. So I think you're right, Cam I, I think, I think a point wouldn't be wouldn't be terrible if I'm honest. But um, again, if you pick up three points. So I said, one of them again. You know what an opportunity you've got. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, so big game, really, really tough game. Um, but uh, could be a huge three points. Excuse me. Right, Edinburgh Uni. Um, I think I called it. I think I had. I, I think they had their chance. I, I really do. I think uh, they, they should have had that tie wrapped up in the in, in the in the first game, so to speak. And the reactions I had at, at full time, I, I kind of got that feeling just seeing how the the uni players were kind of sparkled out on the turf, whereas the Bolivian players were kind of walked out with a stride. In terms of, I think we got away with that one, that kind of mindset. So, and, and they did. They continued that on. I don't, I don't think Ember Uni recovered from that. To be honest, um, they didn't recover from that second half. <laughs> uh, in the first game, uh, put to the sword, Calum comfortably.
0: Ah, it's a shocker you know I, 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 don't, I don't want to dwell on it too much but um, Edinburgh Uni in that first game should have been home and hosed in the first half they were so much better and then they
2: okay, be the- home and dry
0: no home and hosed there's nothing wrong with that well my dad says that so yeah yeah. but anyway <laughs> um, ah, it's, it's a bitterly disappointing defeat in the, re- uh, the replay and you know it doesn't get easier for
1: the uni, um, this weekend, no disappointing result last week, um, Ross. But I suppose one you just got to put to the to the back of your mind uni and Scottish Cup, yeah. And a Scottish Cup run would be nice, but uh, the league is, is the absolute priority for them. The no uni, aye, aye, that's what
2: they've got to focus on, they've got to focus on staying in that league, and that's what their focus is. I think any other games are bonus, but that's about so they can focus on the league now, so. Mm. I don't yeah. dwell on that either too much. It's a, yeah, it's never, cool. nice speaking about
1: a, never nice speaking about a defeat. Uh, although I'm probably, <laughs> I think I'll we'll be speaking about another one this time next week, if I'm, if I'm quite honest, because at East Cobride this weekend, you've got to think East Cobride are, are eventually going to come good. It seems like every week you think, oh, come on, the real East Colbride will turn up, the real East Colbride will turn up. And okay, there's been a couple of results in there where you think, yeah, that's maybe then back, but consistently over the course of the season yet, far from it. But, Calum, you would. Suggest that this is going to be a, a really tough game for for anybody. today. I, I think
0: um, yeah, you're spot on. It's never easy going to K Park at the best of times, but certainly take some effort for them to come away with with a good result here. Yeah. Okay. Then.
1: Right on to predictions then, Cal. will let you your top of the league. So I'll let you uh, take control here. Um. Well, uh, I've not got a table. We've not got much time,
0: but I'm still top because. You yeah, another two correct scores there. I know I wasn't even top scorer this week. Uh, Susan getting back, getting back to their best there, and um, well one good points. So, um, but well, we will crack on. You know, um, we actually we all had a correct score this week, so well done, well done, guys. Um, it's just I had nice. two, so get it obvious. Um, right, we will start as it will appear on the graphic. Uh, hearts. Versus Motherwell, two one hearts. Two one hearts. Right, yeah. right, both go two one hearts there. Yeah. Right, Kim Watt hat trick, two one hearts. Right, um, let's do it one at a time now. Fire,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, two one Rangers. Uh, I'm
1: going to go for one one.
0: I am going to go Kim Watt one the hips um, I'm going to go 2-1 Hibs bye bye top four. Um mate, more than enough points in the bank there uh, Edlust <laughs> the Beast Byers 3-0 City win yep. uh, Slovy 2-1 City win I'm going to go 3-1 City win um, Byers Civil v Bines 3-1 Civil win Stovey. Desmond. I am gonna go 2 1, Civil. Uh, buyers EK versus the uni. 3-0 EK. Stovey. 4-0 EK. I think 5-1. Uh Kilby. And buyers finally, Great v. Spartans. Excuse me.
1: Spartans 4-0-1. Oh. Yeah, I'll go 3-0 Spartans.
0: I um uh I'm gonna go 3-1. Yeah, there we go.
1: Okay. There we have it. Get your predictions in early this one. It's an early two games on Friday night. So definitely not one where you just go, oh, I'll just put in the Saturday ones because I missed last night, because you'll be two games down. So um, don't miss it out. Thanks for listening. Uh I was joined by Ross and Callum, and that was this week's Ember Football Podcast.